Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. We live in a world of fees. Airlines, hotels, food delivery, and especially car dealers all charge excessive last-minute fees. When you want something badly enough, it feels like your only choice is to pay up. But what if you had a choice to take a stand instead? At Carvana, we believe in treating you better. With zero hidden fees, you can drive off without feeling ripped off. That's what it means to live fearlessly with Carvana. Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. ProWrestlingSheet.com Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special edition of Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief Ryan Satin, here with my guest, former WWE champion Dave Batista, who stars in the new film Stuber, hitting theaters July 12th. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. So, uh, the movie, obviously, is about a cop yeah. who hijacks an Uber. Uh, I, saw the tra- <laughs> I saw the trailer. Looks hilarious. Uh, yeah. Do you like doing comedy stuff more than action or drama? It- no, you know it's weird. I never, I never imagined myself. I never saw myself as a comedic actor. It's just I kept, I kept getting offered comedies after, after um, Guardians came out, the first Guardians, and I actually was not. I was kind of not 
really up to doing them until this one came along. And so I got uh, sent the script and I was told that Kamel was attached to it. And I read through it and I just found myself laugh- laughing out loud. It was also, uh, you know, the first studio lead role I'd been offered. So I really took interest in it. But then after like reading it and getting together and doing a chemistry with uh, read with Kamel, I was like, I, I love this project. So I just like sign me up. But no, I still struggle with it because I don't, I don't find myself funny at all. <laughs> it's funny that you say that too, because you were like one of the funniest parts about Guardians of the Galaxy or in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, so it's it's funny to hear you say that. And I think you know, and that is that's because of James. You know, it's the way he writes for me, and the, way, the reason he wanted me for this part is because I am I'm a very dry person, and I deliver these ridiculous lines in a dry manner. <laughs> so I just it was kind of it was like tailor made for you know his idea of who Drax was, but you know that all the comedic stuff. I mean, I have to give credit to James. I again, I just I never. I never found myself funny. I still don't find myself funny. <laughs> and it's hard for me sometimes to wrap my head around comedy. But I do know that my strength, I do have a strength uh, as a straight man. I'm good at, you know, I'm good at being a straight man, which is perfect for guys when I can play against guys who are just sharp and witty and sarcastic like Chris Pratt or like Kamel and Johnny. I actually, you know, I... I... I think it's fun being the straight man. You know, I'm not obviously in yeah. blockbuster movies, but like, you know, this, being the straight man is, is kind of fun because you get to have, you get to still be serious, but you get to kind of like right. set up, uh, you know, these really <laughs> funny people right. for, for great lines and it's fun. Right. All right. No, I agree. I enjoy what I do very much. Were you a but fan of just, Kumail prior to getting cast in this movie? Uh, yes, definitely. But, you know, oddly enough is I, you know, I, I was aware of Kumail, as, you know, as, as, as a comedian. But what really made me a, a big fan was uh, Big Sick. I was like, I watched the movie, and it's like such a beautiful movie. I just, I, I just, I connected with it. And I connected with the movie, and I've actually talked to him about doing a project together, producing a project together, kind of along the same vein, uh, very much the same, same way stylistically, and very much of that kind of, you know, a drama comedy. Yeah. Uh, but that was when I really became a big fan of his, and we actually actually had a mutual friend who was again James Gunn. And I had reached out to James to talk to him about Camille and what he was like as a person. Because I, I don't want to work with assholes. I mean, that's just kind of, that's my rule. I don't, I just don't want to work with assholes. I don't want to, you know, I want to work with people who are happy to be there and they want to be there. And they're kind to people and they're good to people on set because it's long, hard hours. And I just don't want to spend those long, hard hours with assholes. Yeah. So I reached out and James had nothing but like the best things to say about him. I was like, I was, and so everything just, it just worked out. And I have to tell you that I've, I've seen the movie like six times now because we did a little college tour and we, we did South by Southwest. And it's, it's, it's incredible, man. It's such a good movie. Like, I'm really proud of this movie. Well, you should be. I mean, you worked hard on it. It looks funny. I mean, obviously I haven't seen it, but it looks funny. And, you know, the fact it's that you're... Well, and the fact that you're the lead in a big studio movie, I mean, that's like a huge accomplishment. It's a, it's a big step for me because this is something we've been... Uh, we've been trying to get to this point. I always had, like I do, I was well aware like years ago that I really want to produce movies. That's, that's my, my end goal. That's, that's my dream as I want to be a movie producer and because I love films, but I realized to get to that point to where I could walk into a room and people would pay attention. I would have to make myself a name in Hollywood. And so did, in order to do that, you need to get studio leads. And we've, you know, I was on big films, but I wasn't getting studio leads. I think a lot of it had to do 
um, with me being at a smaller agency at the time. And we, we did everything. I've been pretty strategic about my career. And although it's been kind of a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a long route. It just, but it was definitely, it wasn't the easy route. It was a hard route. I wanted to gain respect and credibility as an actor. So we went that route. Uh, but I'm just getting to the point now where I'm getting leads and I'm getting offered leads and good leads across the board. And, uh, but it is all in order to become a filmmaker because I, I just, I love this business and I love movies. I'm a huge movie buff. Is that why you were hesitant to do comedies? Um, I, I was hesitant to do comedies just because I thought I would suck at them. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. It's hard because I couldn't envision myself. I couldn't wrap my head around me doing a comedy. I'm like kind of, you know, me, I'm like this, I'm very, I'm a monotone person. I'm very gorilla-esque and I don't <laughs> find myself very funny. So I just couldn't wrap my head around it. You know, if you ask me if, yeah, can I see myself in action? Oh, hell yeah. Like all day long. Can I see my, myself in a comedy? It's still, it's a struggle for me. So I just didn't want to put out something that would suck because I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to be very selective in the stuff that I did because I'm still trying to build myself and I didn't want to do something that could possibly, possibly be a huge bomb and kind of, you know, ruin my career. I'm too... I, you know, I can't afford that kind of miss. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 50 years old now. I can't afford misses. My, I need my career to be on a fast track. So I wanted to make very, you know, smart uh, moves and choices as far as my career. So this one came about, and I was like, this is it. Because I do want to be like, I want to do across the board stuff. I want to, I want people to say that, you know, Dave can do anything, any type of film. And so this is it. Like now, I, I believe that I, I proved that I can do a comedy and comedy and it's good solid i mean quality comedy so hopefully people will turn out to see it because that's how people you know now we're always judged on our box office numbers and that's a shame because like i did a film called hotel artemis it wasn't a huge success but it's a great movie oh yeah i mean it was a small budget independent film it's a great movie it's a solid movie but because people didn't turn out to see it you know it doesn't get any doesn't get any love do you feel like because you know you're talking about box office and and having to perform mm-hmm. um yeah you know, you this is the movie coming out for you right after Endgame. So, I mean, Endgame is right. one of the highest grossing films of all time. So, I find it interesting right. that you still kind of feel that pressure behind you. Yeah. Well, I don't. You know, and I tell people it's it's so weird. It's a it's like a blessing and a curse, and it's not really a curse. But I can't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be a, like a fraud. I don't want to feel like a fraud. I don't feel like a fake. If you ask me what my part had to do with in-game success, I will honestly tell you it had absolutely zero to do with the success of that film. Me, as a performer, my character had nothing to do with the success of that film. That's the honest answer. Yeah, that's, uh, even that's fair. That film, but at the same time, uh, even, you can't say Guardians even, didn't play a part in why that movie was as big as it was. No. If you, well, if you ask me about Infinity War, it would be a different answer. I, I believe that my part in Infinity War it meant more. It was It was a... It was a better part. The uh, you know them utilizing Guardians to help build that film, promote that film. It was just it was just bigger. But as far as Endgame, I completely removed myself uh, professionally from that film. Uh, you know, I, I don't feel connected professionally to that film at all. That's interesting fan, to hear. Yeah, no, as a fan, I loved the movie. I'm mean, like it, it. This was like ten years of film watching, um, watching this film, and I literally was depressed for like three days after I watched this movie. <laughs> I sat in the theater for a good 30 minutes after the credits stopped 
just processing this film. <laughs> and that's strictly as a fan. I could care less whether I was in that film or not. Uh, but, uh, but again, Infinity War is different. I think my part was better. I think, you know, obviously I, I created a lot of great memes from that film. <laughs> <laughs> Very much so. Always important. <laughs> yeah. It was still, but I, I, I'm much more proud of, of my participation in Infinity War than I am in game. It's just, I'm completely removed from that fan profession or that film professionally. That makes sense. Did you, I mean, since yeah. you, but you did film stuff for it. How, how far out did you oh, guys film sure. that stuff before it came out? Well, it was uh, got to have been two and a half years because we were. I was. I got a little grief for this, which I felt horrible for. But so you know, you're really kept in the dark <laughs> for the for a lot of Marvel stuff. But for Infinity War and Endgame in particular, you're just really kept in the dark. And so while you know we were doing, I never. I didn't know how Infinity War ended. I had no idea. We shot all our stuff like out of sequence or bits and pieces, or I was never privy to scripts. Um, the same, we shot it a, like a little over a year straight, both, both, um, Infinity War and Endgame. So I didn't know which, you know, parts were going to be in which movie. I was just really lost. But as we started doing press for Infinity War, I had been talking to the press openly about, you know, my work schedule and I'd been filming for a year on both these films, not knowing how the first film was going to end. That we were going <laughs> to but so I was already talking about Guardians Three, and I was talking about being, you know, the part two of Infinity War. And then when it came out, when we all turned to dust, I was like, "Well, maybe I should have said a few of those things." And then somebody, you know, how people when I had the falling out with Disney, people jumped on that and tried to turn me into talking openly about my work schedule and to me giving spoilers for the second film. And I wasn't. I actually had a discussion with the Russo brothers. Because all they saw was that headline, you know, Dave Bautista's giving spoilers for, you know, uh, Endgame. And I wasn't at all. I was just talking very openly about my work schedule. And that was before I knew that I was going to be turned into dust on the first, <laughs> the first show. Oh, man. So, so do, does that yeah. mean, okay, so then uh, w- with the whole, you know, the falling out you had with Disney, uh, you know, but, mm-hmm. but now kind of things with Gunn have been, with James Gunn mm-hmm. has, have been, uh, you right. know, repaired. He's coming back for Guardians 3. Yeah. You know, where does your relationship yeah. stand with Disney at this point? Um, you know, I, I hope it's good. I don't, I never really had, I've never actually talked to anybody from Disney. I only ever, ever talked to people from Marvel. And they completely, they were very understanding about the way I, I felt. Uh, I think there was a lot of that, even at Disney. I think they, and again, this is all speculation. It's not for me talking to anybody, so this is all yeah. my own opinion. But I think there was a lot of regret after they fired James, I think, because they did it so fast without really researching much and then not knowing what the big picture was. I think they knew that they made a mistake. But it's like, how does a big you know corporation, a juggernaut, like that, come back, you know, and save face? How do they change their decision and save face? And I think it was, they put themselves in a bad spot, but I think they realized early on that it was a mistake. Uh, and again, that's just my opinion, but I seem to, got, I, I got people who are very understanding of, of where I stood. Um, a lot of them just weren't outspoken about it. And I just happened to be very outspoken about the way I felt. 
Well, and oh, James so seems very good. thankful for it. I mean, that, that interview he did, yeah. he was had nothing but kind things to say about you, uh, about being, you know, in, in regards to being brought back to the franchise and all you did to help make it happen. Yeah, and I, you know, I, I won't take credit for any of that. I, I, I just, uh, you know, James is, is, he's my friend. I love him, and he, he helped change my life. And I just, uh, I know he's a decent person, and I, he was being attacked. And what do you do when your friends are attacked? You, you defend them, or you're not really a friend. So that's it. I, I that was all I was thinking. That's all I was doing. No, that um, definitely makes sense, so and I, I think you did the right thing. I mean, like, you know, yeah. like you said, I saw an interview you did recently where you talked about, like, and even just now in this interview, you know, you were talking about yeah. how, how much he's done for you and how, you know, he yeah. is the reason, or, part, you know, he's a big part of why yeah. you're at the level you're at right now in, in Hollywood. Yeah. Well, there's, I mean, there's not many people, I mean, there's very few people that really believed in me or listened to me when I said that I, I don't want to be a movie star, I want to be a fucking actor. There was a lot. There was very few people who could look past my wrestling background, who could look past the muscles, you know, who really understand what I wanted to be. And James was just one of those people, you know, which is why he made my even my part in the second film so much more interesting than the part in the first film. I mean, he really just kind of he just believed in me, you know. He saw worth in me, and there weren't a lot of people then who saw worth in me. So yeah, it, it literally he didn't. Because Guardians changed the direction of, of my life, not just my career. It literally changed the direction of my life. And I was lost before Guardians. I was really in a horrible spot, like a horrible place. And that, it just it changed my life. And that's because James believed in me. He wanted me for that part. And he fought for me to get that part. Were you just doubting yourself at that time? Is that why you were at such a low place? I don't know. I don't think I was doubting myself. I think I was just very frustrated to get people to, you know, kind of take a chance on me. You know, it was, uh, I just wasn't getting opportunities. I mean, I, and I was willing to put in the work. I was, you know, I just, uh, people weren't very receptive to me. Um, so, and I think there was, I didn't, wasn't, I wasn't making it super easy on myself either, either. Because mm-hmm. I knew I knew the path that I wanted my I knew where I wanted my career to end up, and I didn't want to take the easy road, because the easy road would have been gone straight into, you know, cheesy action DV straight to DVD films. Yep. And which what paid a lot of money, you know, especially back then when I needed money. But I just that's just not what I wanted. I mean, that wasn't what I was passionate about. Those that's not what I wanted my career to be. So I didn't. So I just I was very stubborn, and I held out and held my ground, and and, and suffered a little bit for it. And then, then it just uh, I was very fortunate and ended up uh, ended up working out okay for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's an understatement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. moving on. I want to I want to transition a little here uh, to wrestling. I, you know, you you, yeah. you came back. You had the big match at WrestleMania. Yeah. You retired afterwards. Yeah. Um, but let's let's. I want to talk a little bit before we get to WrestleMania. I want to bring up yep. the Evolution reunion in October. Sure. Uh, that's when you first sure. kind of came back to WWE. You'd been away yep. for a while, um, and you got you know the segment ended with a tease for Triple H versus Batista. Yeah. Is that when right. preliminary talks for WrestleMania 35 began? Yeah, it was. Uh, well, there's first of all, there's much more to the story than that. <laughs> well, let's hear it. <laughs> that, and that was like something that I really had to even push for because. Originally, this is the power of social media. Originally, I wasn't even invited to that show. I remember. And you were someone, pissed. It was in your hometown. 
Yeah, and so I was like, I just don't get it. And I was a SmackDown guy. And I was, wasn't invited to the show, and I was a little upset about it, but I didn't, you know, I didn't make a stink out of it. I've never really gone, like, complete, you know, like crazy on my social media. I've never wanted to be, like, disrespectful to the WWE because I'm still very grateful. And I still have a lot of close relationships there, but I'm grateful for everything they did for me because, I mean, they they really, I, I saw the world through the WWE. It was, it was great. I, I don't have any resentment towards them at all. I have nothing but great feelings towards them. I, I have issues with some some of the ways the company is run, but as far as my experience there, it was it was positive, uh, very positive. So anyway, somebody tweeted something about me not being at SmackDown and not being announced, and I I think I responded said I I wasn't invited, you know, shocker. And the night, like the next day, <laughs> it was everywhere. I remember. <laughs> Yeah, it was like the next day I got a call. <laughs> it was very late on. It was very late on. I mean, the show was like coming up really soon. And by then I was already scheduled to be on a film. And I said, I, you know, I want to be there. I really want to be there. And they said, well, we'd like you to do this. And I said, well, nah, I don't think so. I said, uh, I, this is what I'd like to do. And it was the evolution thing. And they said, well, you know, well, evolution wasn't on SmackDown. SmackDown show. I said, well... <laughs> I was on SmackDown. I'm a SmackDown guy, but the reason is, I said I want to go back, and I want to tease the thing with me and Triple H because I want to know if people are still interested because it's been so far removed I and mean, it's been so many years since our rivalry. I didn't know if people would care anymore. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to tease it, even up till like the day we were like going to do this. They didn't originally. They wanted us to do the promo from the stage. I was like, that's crazy. I said, we can't be in the ring. Can't be in the ring. So anyway. Hunter Hunter was actually the one who was like, yeah, no, I agree, man. He said, well, go ask Vince. <laughs> he was like, send me in there. He was like, he was like so he did. He said, man, you know, Vince is, is, Vince is always, he's always been good to me. We've had our differences, but Vince has always been good to me. Um, so anyway, kind of let, let me do that. And we did our thing. We teased it, and it went over great. And I swear, the last thing, as I was leaving, um, and Hunter knows that I've wanted this match at Mania for years uh, to end my career. And I wouldn't retire, officially retire, or even consider going into the Hall of Fame until I had this match to close out my career. Um, but as I was leaving, Hunter goes, get in shape, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, all right, it's on. And then I got like a month later, um, Hunter hits me up and says, he, he told me he tore his pack. I was like, Jesus Christ. This is, and I thought it was never going to happen. And then I, was, I think we were going into January. And he hit me up again. He said, I'm going to be healed up by the time Mania comes. So it's, you know, if you still want to do it, it's on. I said, of course I want to do it. So Hell yeah. we actually uh, <laughs> had some stuff lined up. And we said, you know, I taught my, my manager, you, you know, Jonathan Meisner. Mm-hmm. He's always been very supportive. And he understands very that I need this closure. Um, on my career. So we pushed off film projects and everything so I would have the time to just get ready for WrestleMania. Uh, the funny thing is that neither Hunter and I had not, we hadn't touched until we got in, in the ring at WrestleMania. Oh, man. He, it was funny. We were scheduled to train, and we did go to the training facility, but we didn't train because he said, he said, you know, if I can get in the ring and I can work out and I can feel you know, confident, a little more confident. He said, or I could get in the ring and I could re-tear my pec. <laughs> he said, let's, let's, let's be safe about this. We've been in the ring enough. You know, we know each other. Um, so we did. We did not We did not touch each other in the ring until we got to WrestleMania. That was it. So I'm 
Like I'm really proud of what we accomplished because it could have been it could have been better. It could have been better, but it could have been a lot fucking worse. Like it could have been disastrous. And I think considering, I'm very proud of what we accomplished. I'm proud of that match, and I'm, you know I was proud to close out my career. You know that way with the guy I wanted to close it out with. I was personal for all kinds of reasons, and uh, and now I just I finally have closure of my career. That was like that night, and I wanted to announce it. I didn't want to you know, make it a company thing. I didn't want them to have me come on the show and do this big spot where I'm announcing my retirement. I just wanted to announce it and kind of slowly just kind of fade away, you know, because, uh, fuck, you know, that's it. I mean, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I'm done. I should have hung up my boots a long time ago, but I just wanted, I was very stubborn and adamant. And I just wanted to do it on my terms and I got the opportunity to do that. It's awesome that you got to do it on your terms. I mean, the fact yeah. that, you know, you had been talking about that for so long, you had been publicly yeah. saying it. Um, and the fact that it got to happen uh, when yeah. it's very possible that it could have yeah. been derailed, like you said, by injury, yeah. by, you know, a, a right. number of different things. It's, it's awesome that you got yeah. to end it on your terms. And I think that the match, yeah, I, I was, I, I, I was a big fan of the match. I thought you guys did a great job. Yeah, I mean, you. even, you know, if you you guys are younger, obviously, but I mean, yeah. you know, uh, a match where two guys who haven't been in the ring for a long time, um, <laughs> yeah. it can go bad. I mean, we saw, you yeah. know, with Undertaker and Goldberg over the weekend that, like, you know, that some stuff can happen. Things yeah. can happen when when there's you know when that, the two guys haven't touched the whole time. Yeah, uh, yeah. all those sorts I, of things. You know, I, I called I called Take Friday. I called him Friday, and I said, "Hey, man, is there any way I can talk you out of this?" <laughs> 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 and he just started laughing. He goes, you know, he said when they talked to me about it, uh, you know, a while back, it sounded good. But coming up, he's like, yeah, you know, I'm, but you know, I'm, I'm obligated. I'm, you know, so we're we're doing it. And uh, yeah, I've only seen clips, and I, I won't, you know, I won't comment. Totally. I, you know, I love, I love Taker. Like I love Taker. Yeah, I mean, and I don't I think just, they were put uh, in an easy position. I, I, you know, all the respect in the world to both of those guys. I mean, obviously, yeah. Goldberg getting knocked out during the match didn't help things either. Yeah. Um, but you know, it is what it is. I mean, so, so, but, yeah. But back to you, I want to know more about uh, the build to this match. I mean, were you involved in sure. the creative for the build to your WrestleMania match? To oh, I was completely in, <laughs> involved. There was so first of all, going back. Um, I, I, I didn't want to go back as early as I did, but they really wanted me to come back in Atlanta for Rick's 70, 70th. Mm-hmm. And originally, I thought it was just too early. I said, because I, you know, I, if I come back this early, what are we going to do for the rest of the weeks? You know, what are we going to do? Because the last time I came back, and we had all these weeks where you guys didn't know what you want me, wanted me to do. You sent me out just kind of regurgitating the same crap, and just people just, they booed me, and they shit all over it over it and it, it deserved to be shit on it was horrible and i said i don't want to go through that again so you got to have a plan if, we're, if i'm coming back this early we got to have a plan and so originally it wasn't the plan that we ended up using but um and also the night that i came back they wanted us to like have kind of a, a beef in the ring they wanted me to be out the ring for the celebration i said that just I, you know this is it's between me and hunter i said i think if i'm out there just it gets really watered down and it's kind of, it's kind of a bad cliche that we've seen before and I don't want to water down our program. So they, you know, they, they, we ended up doing what we did, which is me dragging Rick out. And the whole time I'm thinking, God, I just hope Rick's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was really concerned about him. I was concerned about like dragging him, you know, <laughs> dragging him by his neck. Um, was he concerned so at all? Or was funny. he like, let's do it. I feel like he wasn't no, at all. Rick, yeah. 
Rick would Rick would even if he was if he if Rick was terrified if he was peeing on himself he would never tell you that he was <laughs> yeah because he's just he's just a tough fucker he's just a tough dude he's just not that kind of guy who would you know if he was having a heart attack right there that night he never would have told you you would have found out later when he was at the hospital totally you know he's just he's just not he's just not that guy so what's made what makes me more concerned because if he's not telling you when he's struggling he's having issues then you just you're constantly just worried and guessing and i love rick and i didn't want to i don't want to hurt him and i was concerned about dragging him across the you know the floor by his by his you know by the stick yeah (laughs) how many times did you guys shoot that we did it once okay good it was was live okay that makes sense yeah so um thank god yeah i just we rehearsed it a couple times but it wasn't uh it wasn't full on like that Mm -hmm. um and then going forward, there was, there was just stuff. Originally, I was signed up to do certain cities, certain days. And uh, I just, there were things I just, I didn't like, man. They just wanted me to come in and do an interview. And I was like, it doesn't make any sense. So we, we just kind of half-assed it. You know, nothing was, I kind of butted heads a little bit. You know, there's some of the stuff, the Instagram video I wasn't crazy about. But we're just trying to keep people interested. And then the last promo that I did with, um, with the WW was the one where I came out and said, Hunter, kiss my ass. Yeah. It was not my idea at all. It was actually, it was Vince's idea. And he called me up and he said he wanted me to do it in DC. And I said, not a chance. He said, I'm not going into my hometown where I'm going to gather up support, <laughs> <laughs> baby face support. Um, you know, the, the, you know, the week before WrestleMania, I'm just not going to do it. And he said, all right, well, this is what I want you to do. I want you to go out and ring. I don't want you to say anything. You take off your glasses. I want you to say, Hunter, kiss my ass. I said, I'll do it. Because <laughs> 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 I, like, I, I laughed so hard. It was so ridiculous. I was like, I love it. <laughs> it was so funny. Like that whole walk out, I was doing, I was like doing my best to, you know, just not play into the baby face thing. Because it was my hometown. They started cheering for me. They caught for me when they announced my name. You know, little kids are sticking their hands, and I just I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't play into it. Then right as I was leaving on my exit, I just broke down. I saw this little kid, and he had his hand out, and it just broke my heart. It was like I just wasn't blowing him off. So I just, like, turned full-on baby face. I'm, like, <laughs> slapping hands. And, <laughs> and it's my hometown. I'm just last time I'm going to be there. So, of course, I walked through the curtain and get immediate shit for it. But, you know, in a, in a funny way, in a loving way. You, you know, fucking baby face. <laughs> <laughs> But it was, you know, it's my last time in my hometown. The first time I was in that arena, I I got kicked out. I was there looking for a job with the company, and they, I got kicked out. They escorted me out. Well, it's a nice way to end it to go from that. That's nice yeah, bookends yeah. right there, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. Like I, I'm I'm very content with the way my career ended. Do you, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But okay, uh, with the whole creative of uh, of your angle when you came back and stuff. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it started in D.C. kind of when you guys had that tease or whatever, right? And then it had, mm-hmm. you know, you, know, yeah. you had the final promo there. Um, yeah. Were you kind of confused uh, or have any reservations about them bringing you back as a heel in this program? No, it was weird. I did at first. I did at first. But then it, it was it was weird. It was a weird spot to be in because I uh, didn't realize that Hunter had been getting so much love lately and deservedly so for what, everything he had done with NXT. He was just getting a lot of love. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't the heel he'd always been. And then it got to the point where I, I just felt like people just didn't really care. They didn't, they weren't reading into the whole 
heel babyface thing. They were reading into the nostalgic rivalry between us. And it was two guys that really just wanted to beat the hell out of each other. And they just wanted to see us beat the hell out of each other. And so when I started kind of just thinking more along those lines, then it just became much easier. I mean, honestly, we're, we're both heels. <laughs> but I think people just wanted, they just wanted to see us you know, go to war. And I think they just loved the, you know, they really got, you know, kind of caught up in the nostalgic feeling of it, the old rivalry. And I think they just wanted to see us go to war. They wanted us to see two old guys go to war. It was like two old salty dogs, you know, back in, you know, back at war. And I do think that, you know, it, it's it's even hard for me to change my viewpoint on something like this. But it feels like the the more we go forward in wrestling, um, the less mm-hmm. there is of, like, the heel and face vibe. And, and it's kind of just yeah. like everyone's in this gray area of, like, well, if you like that guy, you're going to cheer for him. If you don't, you're going to boo him. Right. But there's not necessarily, like, right. where they're forcing you to, to, to go one way with it. No, it's not. It, it, it really it's 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 odd. It's odd for me. It's definitely not as clear cut. And it's also, it's weird, man. You know, I think it's good. Like the show is really entertaining and they've got some really great talent, especially like female talent. I actually watched, um, I watched, uh, a match with Charlotte and, uh, God, why is her name escaping me? I love her. Uh, the Japanese. Oh, oh, Oscar. No. Oscar, thank you. I'm ashamed of myself for not being able to. I love her. She's like one of my my favorite wrestlers. Like, period. <laughs> she, yeah, um, she's great. I, no, I, it's, and and I watched the match with Charlotte and Smack and and Oscar like a week or two before WrestleMania, and yep. I was, I I was my mouth was on the floor. I couldn't believe how good it was. And I actually called Charlotte that night. I was like, I I, just, I can't. I don't even know what to say. Like I, I literally, because I watched, I watched Ashley grow up, and and I was just, I can't believe that she's turned into, the, like the performer she is now. She's she's amazing. Like everything she does, I mean, I think she's amazing. I think she's, you know, like so well rounded. It's it's, I mean, I, I just, I'm so impressed. Obviously, I'm speechless. So I don't even know what to say. No, the, the, it's crazy to see the performer she's become just the past couple years. I, I mean, like from yeah. her NXT start to now. I mean, she's such yeah. a defined I mean. character it's it's like she's I, I can't believe how good she's gotten I, and i really believe that she was just she was just born to do this yeah ab- so, absolutely I, is there anyone else that you saw while have, you were there that you know while you were working with wwe uh for this wrestlemania uh that that surprised that you, like that no you weren't aware of new like i i'm surprised that kofi's not at the point he is now I, i'm surprised he's not he wasn't there years ago i feel like he should have been there years ago like all the love he's getting now, he deserved that like many years ago when I was with the company. Because I just always felt like he was, like he was kind of like the future. Like he was something special when he was with, you know, FCW. And yeah. I'm surprised it's taken them like they got the bright idea like so many years later that this guy's he's money. Like he's just a star. It's crazy so, they waited so long with him. Like he, like you said, I, people saw it. 10 years ago, you know, people thought that he was the future then. Um, It is great to see. And I mean, and the fact that he's had such a, uh, you know, uh, impact on on other African-American people, it's, it's awesome. It's very cool. Right. Right. Uh, And it's weird. I mean, I guess, you know, I I don't need, like, I never even thought about it. I was always, I guess, things aren't so black and white with me. I think it has a lot to do with the, the way I was raised. I just see, like, I just see talent and potential and I never, you know, I never saw him 
as well. He, wow, he's really going to be uh, inspiring to other people of color. I just thought, like, this guy's a star. Like, I look at him and I see he's a star. Um, so, you know, I never really thought about it along those lines, but it is nice to see that he is inspiring so many people of color, uh, especially when I saw this video of him, like, when he went home to, I guess, to, to his father's yep. home country. Yeah, to Ghana. And, yeah, and he, like, the, the welcome reception that he got was, I mean, it was, you know, it was tear-jerking. It was amazing. And I know the feeling because I got that when I went back to the Philippines. I had never been, I had never been to the Philippines. And the first time I went there, I got this this reception like I was the prodigal son. I mean, it really just, I mean, it's its a great feeling to have to know that you've inspired people, especially people, poor people. Yeah, I couldn't yeah, imagine what like that's it. like. That I also got teary-eyed watching that video because it was just so powerful. You're just like, man, because I'm like you, I don't, I don't necessarily see him black and white. You know, I, I grew yeah. up in such a diverse na- you know, town, and I, yeah. I don't see it yeah. that way. But when you watch a video like that, and it's, yeah. you know, it's, it's really eye-opening, you go like, man, this is even yeah. more special than I realized. Right. I think that's it. It's just, it is eye-opening, because when you're not seeing things that way, you're not seeing how just one person, you know, becoming, getting the spotlight, or becoming champion, how it could affect other people and inspire other people. Uh, who are uh, oppressed or just, you know, having a hard time or struggling in life or or poor or whatever, then it just uh, puts a whole different uh, perspective on something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, earlier in this conversation, you mentioned, um, you know, criticism that you've had in the past over the way Mm -hmm. WWE's runs sometimes. Were you you talking Mm -hmm. about the creative process? The creative process, I I still don't get. I didn't, you know, it was a nightmare to me. The last time I was there, which was 2014, and it seems like it's become it's become worse. It seems if they're just, uh, I feel like they don't have a, a clear vision, a long term vision. Everything's very week to week, and it's it doesn't seem like they stick to a plan very much. And also, doing, yeah, I think this is, I don't think that guys, and th- I'm going to steal this from somebody. But Jericho pointed out something to me that makes complete sense. He, and he said that John Cena is, is he's the last guy. He's the last guy who's going to be over like he is. And it's because, you know, the, the performers now, are they're, they're limited. Their hands are tied. They're, they, they can't go to war like we used to. I mean, we used to go to war and beat the crap out of each other. And it earned a level of respect from people. And it was just like a different level of respect. It was a different level of getting over. We had we had more freedom. We could be more full of piss and vinegar. We could be more on the edge. And the guys are just not giving that. They're not giving that freedom anymore, because I think. Uh, and that was one of my big issues of the with the company going more towards a PG rating, which obviously I I, I can say that I I was wrong. That was the way they should have gone. Because financially, look what the company has turned into. Yep. But I like I liked I liked where I was at with wrestling. I liked the art of professional wrestling. I liked storytelling, and I liked the violence. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the prof- that's the professional wrestling I I fell in love with. You know, that's the professional wrestling I knew. And those guys, like you know, that era of you know Stone Cold and Undertaker and DX. Those guys were all they were old, salty like men. You know, mm-hmm. they were there and then I feel like that is lost and, and I don't think it's coming back. Yeah, I, I mean I Jericho I, is right when he says Cena's the last guy. Yeah, I think I, I think I, he's I think right he's too. Right. 
I think he's right, too. People keep saying that. I mean, I don't know if you listened to um, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley on mm-hmm. Chris Jericho's podcast, but, I mean, he did, like, a whole, like, two-hour podcast after he left WWE, mm-hmm. and, and, and it was – the focus of it was him feeling like, uh, you know, everyone's handcuffed that, you know, if Roddy Piper mm-hmm. were, were in mm-hmm. WWE right now, he wouldn't get to flex his creative no. muscle on the microphone and become the legend that no. he became because he would right. be forced to, to read a script. Right. Yeah. It's and- true. I, I have to agree with that. And I think the, I mean, the proof is right there in front of you. Yeah. I mean, look at Chris Jericho. I mean, Chris Jericho is still putting on great matches and, and, and arguably, you know, uh, a new lease on his career, just being able to kind yeah. of get out of the system and do things the way that he wants to do it. Yeah. I was, and I was actually, and I'm not going to speak for him because he's still with the company and I don't want to put him in, you know, I don't want to say anything out of turn and misquote him or anything. But I, I was with Seamus uh, the other day. He came came by to visit and hang out. He, he's a buddy of mine. And we were talking. And he, and he did. And I think he's been open about voicing some of his frustrations in the way that they've been utilizing him. And I have to agree. I mean, they've been utilizing him all wrong, all kinds of wrong. Whereas just, you know, as, as soon as like five years ago, they had, they had an obvious plan for him. And it seemed like somewhere they just lost that plan. They lost sight of what they wanted to do to him, do with him or wanted him to be as a character. And it seemed like they just never stuck with him. But there's something special about him. He's definitely got something that, you know, money can't buy. He's got that, that it factor about him, even though he is, you know, the palest, palest person on the face <laughs> of the earth. And maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he maybe is in the best shape of his career, though, right now. I mean, he is. Yeah. I, it's He's cr- in great shape. It's crazy to is see he? him. Well, that, and that's what I mean. I think that's, and I'm speaking, this is my opinion, but I think that's where his frustration is. Is because he's ready to go. He wants it. He's still hungry. He's in great shape. But they're just not sure what they want to do with him creatively. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a very frustrating. It's a very frustrating place to be. You know, when you're ready to go and you want it, and you're hungry, and you still, you know, you just want to be there. You're starving for it. But you know, they just you can't find the place for you. Or if they do find a place. They can't stick with it. They can't stick with it long enough for it to to mean anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yeah. I, I I don't know. It was a weird place for me. I went back, and I swear it was like everybody had a camera crew, and I get that they need content for the network. But I mean, how many goddamn camera crews do you need? <laughs> like you're trying to just do a show, and there's like 50 other shows going on while you're doing the show because they're just trying to fill it up with content that just. And a lot of it just seems pointless, mm-hmm. but they need content for the network, but it's just a weird atmosphere. And there's, you know, and, and I will say this openly, I, I resent there being so many people who have say so, who have never taken a bump in their life. Like that, that bothers me. Like they come from all these different walks of life. And I, I, I get that they were successful outside of professional wrestling, but it also bothers me when someone has control over a professional wrestler or someone who has never really, they haven't paid their dues. They don't, to me, they don't deserve to be in that position. Like take a few bumps, know what we're going through before you decide what our career is going to be. Yeah. That, I that mean, that sense? definitely, yeah, of course that makes sense. I, I, I think that's kind of, <laughs> that seems to be the mentality of double of AEW where it's like, they're tired mm-hmm. of people who don't have, 
right. you know, experience in the industry, in the wrestling industry, uh, right. you know, uh, besides being a writer or whatever because of their outside credits. Um, and it seems like that's sure. what, what AEW is trying to do is like for the boys, by the boys type mm-hmm. professional wrestling. Um, did you happen right. to watch Double or Nothing by a chance? No, I didn't. I saw certain clips, but um, I, 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 yeah, I, I didn't watch. And I, I, you, it'd be hard pressed for me to actually sit down and watch a, a wrestling show of, of any promotion. It's just not something I would do. I don't even sit down and watch TV shows. I'm just, I'm just not that guy. I'm, I'm behind on everything. I still haven't even seen the second season of Stranger Things. Oh, you're slipping. <laughs> you're slipping, dude. <laughs> And it's like a, it's a show that I love. I haven't seen the last season of Walking Dead, and I'm a diehard Walking Dead fan. That's not I've as good, been, but, uh, but Stranger Things Mike, is awesome. <laughs> Mike, well, don't ruin it for me. I won't. No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> but my, uh, I just have been completely focused on um, my career, and not not to sound like a selfish asshole, but I'm almost overwhelmed with uh, with my career. Like I feel like, and I make a joke about it, but I'm hitting my stride at fifty which is an odd thing, man. It's an odd place to be. And I, I thought I would be retiring like this year and it's just not going to happen. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, and I'm gonna, luckily you get to do I'm cool stuff. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that, you know, it's crazy. I couldn't imagine. What do you, so then what do you, okay. Maybe this sounds ignorant of me, but what do you do? Mm-hmm. Like when you are in your downtime, just hang out with the dogs, the wife, all that kind of stuff. I, well, I, well, <laughs> I don't have a wife anymore. Okay. Uh, we actually split, which is heartbreaking for me to admit, but we split up last October. Um, still a, a little touchy because I'm not really sure why we split up. We just kind of, I was never home. She, we just took different paths in life and we kind of grew apart. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking it for me because I thought she was going to, I thought we were going to grow old together. And obviously I, I was going to grow old much faster than she was because I'm, you know, 18 years older than she is. <laughs> but I still, uh, she was it for me. And I, so yeah, it's, it's still a touchy thing. But when I'm home now, I'm usually always working. I'm, I'm working or trying to keep my old ass in shape. So I'm, I have an office slash gym. It's actually both. Nice. And so I can stay here and work and then I can go in the other room and work out and then I can eat and I can come back here and work. And I can go back and work out. And that's kind of what I do with my days. I bring my dogs to my office with me. They're both around here snoring. Um, <laughs> and then I, I go home and then I'm usually, you know, I'm on the phone and just kind of working more and kind of getting ready for the year. I mean, my year after this week will be, I'll be on the road uh, the rest of the year. And so that's kind of, I'm milking my time at home now, but I'll, I'll pretty much be on the road after uh, this Thursday until like next February. Is it all just promotional type stuff for the different movies you have coming out? No, so I'll go back and forth between promoting. So I'll promote, like I'll go this weekend and promote Stuber, then I'll go from home, and then I'll go to uh, Budapest to shoot Dune, and then I'll come to New York to promote Stuber, L.A. Stuber, then I'll go to Albuquerque to do Army of the Dead. Uh, we'll finish that in New Jersey, and then I'll go to Miami and Puerto Rico to do my next film. Hell yeah, but that's that's a, that's a nice project. slate right there of stuff coming up. Yeah, no, I don't have any complaints. I'm like, uh, I don't have any complaints. Man. I'm, I'm definitely, I, I take pride in being a working actor, man. I'm, I'm a pretty fortunate person. Well, right, well I, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to do this. I'm, as you know, yeah, a man. huge fan of yours. Uh, I've been, Thanks, dude. I, I, I've been waiting to ask to interview you yeah. forever, so I'm glad we finally made it happen. Yeah, man. Yeah, I wish we, I, I could talk to you all day, man. I love that you've been so supportive uh, of wrestling. I really love and respect what it is that we actually do. 
and so you've supported me all these years, man. I, so I, now I can publicly thank you, man. I really, <laughs> well, I really do thank you. That's really nice for you to say. I appreciate it very much. I, I, we've, we've, we've talked about stuff where people have they've just speculated of what was going on or what or who I am, and they've put out false reports on what my involvement with or what my relationship has been with the company. And you've always just been... Like true to the facts, man. I always just, I always love that and appreciate it. So anyway, thank you, bro. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. I appreciate you. And make yeah. sure anyone, all of you listening, make sure you guys go check out Dave's new movie. It's called Stuber. It comes out July 12th. It's going to be hilarious. I can already tell from the trailer. Uh, Kamel's yeah. in it. Uh, you guys aren't yeah. going to miss it. Uh, thank you so much for doing this, Dave. Yeah. Thanks, bro. I'll talk to you later. All right. Talk to you later, dude. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's Power Cash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, figgins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit penfed.org slash powercash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Does anybody want breakfast? Guys, let's go. I'm leaving for McDonald's in five seconds. Why do you start with that? The Breakfast Stampede Meal. It's only at McDonald's, where there's a meal for every morning. And nothing says morning like a classic sausage McMuffin with egg. Right now, get this all-time favorite for just 2 bucks on the one 2 3 menu. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 